Mooses and leaves. We're singing that, of course, because we are the stars, I'm going to say, yeah. of Entertainment Tonight in Canada. How exciting is that? It's the best. It's J-V-E-T. The, and they came right here. The episode you're about to hear, they're filming us while we talk. It's it's pretty exciting Getting stuff. B-roll. It's pretty exciting stuff. I remember in my youth of, of, Jody, uh, of uh, Dixie Watley. Nope. This is before your time. Nope. Blank, um, blank face yeah. over here. And I almost said Jody Watley. <laughs> oh, no, I would have lit youth. up for that uh, one. L- later, Mary Hart and John Tesh. Well, of course, catered a party, oh. not to brag, at Mary Hart's house one time. No. Yes. Fucking way. The biggest infinity pool I've ever seen. Uh-huh. So beautiful. An infin- infinity pool. Yeah. And she, her face was an infinity pool. I mean, she really? looked stunning. Oh my God! Who yeah. who was there? Talk me through the the guest She's list. Or did you have to sign an NDA? Only person that I that I recognized. Oh, okay. This was like 15 years ago. This was a long time ago. Okay. Um, well, that's a shame. Anyway, uh, that's very exciting. Though Mary Hart will not be hosting no. the entertainment thing. We don't. I don't even know when our episode will be on. I don't but either. I don't know who the hosts are. I'm going to assume uh, Anne Murray. Oh yeah, uh, Luba, <laughs> Katie, Lang. Corey Hart, uh-huh. and um, um, uh, one of the cartoons from South Park. I, I don't know. But they came. They they recorded us. We gave a, a, a an interview. Yes. I have no idea when it's going to air. I was told many times that I was too shiny and needed blotting paper. You, they blotted the fuck out of you. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure it wasn't enough. And that's fine. That's fine. That's I'm, fine. I'm meant to be heard and not seen. Our imperfections are what makes us better and what make us perfect. Right? Yeah. Well, she, uh, we'll let people know when podcast week it's yeah. happening. Uh-huh. It's an exciting right. thing. Canada, get ready for us. Oh, baby, baby. Um, my voice sounds like absolute garbage because our city's on fire. Literally on fire. Yeah. Uh, there are five active fires right now. By the time you hear this, I could have evacuated. These are terrifying times. They're very scary times. It's you, a, I mean, it's a little bit of an on-the-nose way to end this yeah. fucking year. Yeah. To have, like, fire – to literally be in the center of fire – to have ash raining yeah. down on you. We've all been saying so many times, we're in hell. This is a hellscape. Oh, my yeah. God. The world's <laughs> gone to hell. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's literally, no. actually, I'm going to die by fire. What it looks like. It's not great. No. It's not great. So uh, apologies for my voice. Well, when we evacuate, we'll just come here to the Earwolf Studios. Mm-hmm. We'll hunker down. Mm-hmm. We will uh, live on cold brew mm-hmm. and fig newtons. Yeah. And, and just create content. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Get some some shit to put on Stitcher Premium. <laughs> Why not? Uh, I understand there's uh, uh, something new in your home. Oh, yeah. Tell me everything. Some of, my, of Michael's uh, relatives came over and yeah. brought us because they had gone to a taping. Of, these are like El, the uh, biggest Ellen DeGeneres fans in the world. They'd gone to an Ellen taping. They uh-huh. went to whatever her version of um, – like the, it's like the 12 Days of Christmas or whatever yeah, yeah. giveaways. Her favorite things. Her favorite things, that thing. And one of them was a – a uh, record player, a vinyl, a, I don't even remember what kind it was. And it's like, you know, I, this was something I've always wanted to get, but uh-huh. always thought like, oh, well, I'll, I'll research it. I'll sure. try to get something like re, like somewhat authentic or, uh-huh. you know, I'm not, it's not like I'm a collector. I literally have never, but this is probably like the kind of thing you, you would buy at like Urban Outfitters and uh-huh. it's made to look vintage. It's not whatever. It works. It's great. great. I have a box of old 45s that my mom gave me that I have thought so many times, should I just give, throw these away or should I give I them never. away? And ever, ever. now I can actually listen to them. Uh-huh. And 
we went to Amoeba Records. Yeah. We fully walked through the aisles, picked out records together. This like, is a very exciting development. We have our starter set. This is so great. For someone who can't name a single song on Rumors. I know. <laughs> for you to be on the loose in Amoeba Records. Yeah. Excites me. And now you and Ben are people who will just hang out and put on a vinyl. And yes, we are. Do, and do you, right? Yeah. Yes, we are. We now do that medicinally. Because cause yeah. it's just, there comes a point where it's just like, Rachel, yeah. Matt out, love you. Can't Need hear you anymore. Break. Can't Need hear you break. anymore. And also little 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 Bose dock for the phone that has like decent speakers and whatever. And uh-huh. then I'm, I'm hunch, hunched over on my Apple Music trying to find something. Uh-huh. Like, no, that's I for the birds. That shit. No, it's great just to pull out a record. Like you, you take it out of its case. Yeah. You're holding something big yeah. and, and, you're, and probably used. Like I'm not, I'm not going to. Spend 25 bucks on 180 gram vinyl. I don't care yeah. that much about sound quality. But I do love something that I know has passed through many owners mm-hmm. and has some stories to tell. Mm-hmm. It's had some joints rolled on it. Yeah, it's you got know what some I mean? scratches. Yes. Like, like our fire burn voices. That's exactly. Like a, my, my smoke ravaged larynx. Yeah. Uh, okay, so what did you buy? Okay, so, so I want you purchases. to judge me honestly. Okay. And you know, Q and my Michael and I came d- decided on all of these together. Okay. We bought. Um, Cat Power jukebox. Sure. Okay. Have, do you, are you a Cat Power fan? Have we? Uh, oh, I, I, yeah. I mean, I like what I've heard, but I don't. Wow. I, yeah, I haven't really. She's ever my delved. favorite living singer. Oh wow! I've seen I her in concert many times. Interesting. Uh, and we got her jukebox album, uh-huh. which is uh, all covers, which she does beautifully. Okay, like what? Um, a cover of New York, New York. That's I. I think the best version of New York, New York. Which ever. one? The Sinatra one yeah, or the yeah. Ryan? Okay, the, but better than the Sinatra one. Better than uh-huh. any version. Um, and Silver Stallion. I don't even know who sings that. It's a country song. Uh-huh. Whatever, right. whoever sings it, her version is better. Great. Um, what else is? It's beautiful. Anyway, but the other ones we got uh-huh. were Judy Garland live at Carnegie Hall. Perfect. A classic. A standard. Yeah. And um, a Johnny Cash album, and I don't remember which one. Mm-hmm. We got. The greatest hits of Mamas and the Papas. Great, solid. We got a, a Supremes record, and I don't remember okay. what the album was. I think it was probably another greatest hits. Uh-huh. And I wrote it down, but I can't remember what else we got. There's something I'm forgetting. Well, oh, Michael got the Twin Peaks soundtrack, which I mm-hmm. don't. I feel nothing about. Okay, these are good choices. Yeah, this is a good start. What do you? Let's think talk next steps. Where? Yeah. What's yeah. next steps? Uh, I would say what you really got to do. First of all, you got to just start amassing vinyl. Yeah. You know, you should have you should have an obscene amount. If you're going to have vinyl, have a shit ton of vinyl. Yeah. Right. Especially here where we have Amoeba and we have a few other record stores scattered around the country. They have or scattered around LA. Yeah. Um, you could they have like dollar bins that you can just dive right in. Yeah. That's so start getting into albums from all of these artists. Like greatest hits collections are fine, yeah. but they're not sequenced the way that a record should. They're not a complete. This, thought. by the way, is literally a conversation in Lady Bird, and oh. she's like the guy is like giving her shit because all of her CDs uh-huh. are greatest hits, and she goes. Yeah. But they're the greatest. Yeah. And I was like, that's yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. No, and the other guy is evidently me because I've had that conversation <laughs> numerous times. I have, right. I, have left, right. I have left homes where I was about to hook up because there was just a small CD thing and it was all greatest hits and soundtracks. Wow. I was like, you know what? This is this is not going to work. Yeah. I'm not, I didn't leave. But I mean, the next day I left. Sure. Um, okay. So yeah, start getting into some albums. Get it like get to a point where like there's a song on a record that you hate, but just because it's so much effort to like get up and move the needle, yeah. you learn to love it. 
You know, wow. you need to develop relationships with albums. That's a lot to sit with. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what our our next. I mean, we're uh, there will definitely be something from the Wainwright McGarrigal family because uh-huh. that's their, you know they're Canadians. Sure. Michael's Canadian. Uh, we both love them. Uh-huh. The Roaches. Do you know the Roaches? Nope. Uh, they were like a, a a family girl trio in the. Uh, in the in the late seventies. Oh, okay. Um, they're real like groove, like they're groovy preppy girls. Nice. You know what I mean? They're a little bit annoying, but they're kind of fascinating. Oh, great! Yeah, I'll get into the roaches. We'll check out the roaches. Um, also, let's see. One of my favorite things in the world is, and I got it for a dollar. The soundtrack to the television show Dreams. It was a show that lasted one season in 1986. It was about a band. And it was like the Heights, but like ten years before the oh, Heights. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, John Stamos, mm-hmm. um, uh, Jamie Gertz, oh. Cynthia Gibb. I almost said Cynthia Nixon. It would uh-huh. be a very different show with yeah. her. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they they have this like it's all written by like big songwriters and it's these you know big numbers and they're terrible. But I've fallen in love with them. They also have the first recorded version of the song Alone that Hart went on to record the next year. Wow. It's really, but it's sung by like Jamie Gertz. So amazing. It's, it's, yeah. Like dive in. Like take some chances. Do you, by the way, remember the show California Dreamin? I believe it was called oh, the Saturday was, morning. The Saturday sitcom? morning sitcom. Yeah. Come on after Saved by the Bell. Yeah, I had a thing for the man. Oh, well, I wonder if he, no, this wasn't who I'm thinking of, but in the only, in in Waverly, Ohio, literally a village in Pike County, Southern Ohio, an area literally called PP Township, I think. Uh Uh, The only celebrity who ever came for one of those, like, um, he was clearly like, you know, uh, being punished for something and had to come and do like one of those, like, don't drink and drive talks at school. Uh He was an actor from California. (gasps) Which one? I don't remember if I got his name I could find but but the greatest thing was this girl Beth Jones who mm-hmm. like always had the she had like the nicest house and always had like the cool parties had a party that night and he came and drank with all of the fucking seniors oh, and got Matt. phone numbers for more than one girl and well, definitely my friend Rebecca yeah. and would still call her when he came back to LA and this was all Blowing my mind. Of course. I couldn't believe how close to stardom I was. Yeah. I'd love to know where he's at right now. Oh, well, we're about to find out. We're going to track him down? Oh, yeah, we are. There's no – yeah, of course we are. Entertainment Tonight Canada. We we got people on the inside. Yeah. We can track him down. And we'll tell you on at Pod, our Twitter feed, mm-hmm. who this person is. Yes. So we're about to find out. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with uh, an Earwolf favorite, a comedy legend. Yes. Um, a uh, An impressionist. Par excellence. His name is Games. Just kidding, James Adomian. That's right. He'll be with us after the break. Oh, the holidays are here. Ho, 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 ho. Oh, oh my God. What am I going to get everybody for a stocking stuffer? Oh, I like the way that you <laughs> that you combine Santa's thing with a little exasperation. Yeah, which yeah. is what I'm feeling. Well, but I got an idea for you. Tell me. Sock Fancy. They make the perfect gift. Uh, Sock Fancy will deliver awesomely random socks every single month. So random. Oh, it's not just a bunch of shitty gray stockings? No. Awesomely random socks. What do I mean by that? It means they carefully curate each subscription from their large selection of premium cotton blend socks. I happen to be wearing a pair right now. They're beautiful. Attractive and comfy. I see them. Wow. And you're flexible. You choose between a three-month, a six-month, a nine-month, or a year-long subscription, and Sock Fancy handles the rest. Uh-huh. It's, the gift that keeps, it's the gift that keeps on giving. I got so excited about that, I stumbled over my words. <laughs> I get excited about socks. 
They ship all over the world for free as well. If you don't like the pair you get, send them back. Send them back. Swap them for a fresh new design. Guys, now's the time. Get an extra pair of socks added to any subscription for free when you go to SockFancy.com slash homo and enter code homo at checkout. That is SockFancy.com slash homo. Get a free pair added to your subscription when you enter the code homo at checkout. It is gay privilege. We are back with James Adomian. James! Hey, what's up? How are you, man? I'm good. So good to finally have you here. Adjust your volume. Get yourself ready. Wow, what a pro. Just reaching right over the table. Grabbing the knobs, taking control. (laughs) (laughs) I know how to grab audio knobs. Yeah, you do. Right before uh, we took a break, Dave introduced us to – a groundbreaking holiday video. Yeah. Can An you important describe this holiday for us? video. Uh, it's Patti LaBelle mm-hmm. uh, singing This Christmas at the 1996 uh, Christmas tree lighting in Washington, D.C. Uh, and nothing we goes had, right. We had not seen it. I can't yeah. believe you guys hadn't seen it. I, I once it once it got started, it, it, it vaguely rang a bell. But right, I, I, I'd never, nice one. I've never given it its due. I will say that. Oh my god, it's perfect. And the fact of the matter is, it's not Patty. It's not Patty's fault. No, Patty rescues it. Delivers yeah. a flawless performance. They don't have background singers. Yes. And they didn't tell her what was going on. And there's no one behind her on the grandstands. Yeah, nope. Empty bleachers behind her where there's, I'm assuming, supposed to be a full choir. Sure. Backing her up on She's singing Donny Hathaway's This Christmas. Yep. I feel like the order of the show may be changed just before she went out. You know what I mean? I something feel like, may, like something was awry because she came from one end of the stage too early. Because oh, the guy yeah. introducing her doesn't know how to how you introduce somebody. Yeah. You say all the things first, and then you say the name real excited. Mm-hmm. James Adomian is what yeah, you right. say. And then the person comes out. He's like, uh, here to sing is Patti LaBelle. Patti LaBelle has had a long career in, in uh, singing, whatever. And, like, and then, yeah, then yeah, gives yeah, the intro, yeah. and then again says Patti LaBelle. So she, of course, comes out. She came out, of course, like you should. Oh, God. It's just a comedy of errors, and it's phenomenal because she, she like, doesn't hit a wrong note, even though somehow she doesn't know yeah. the words to this Christmas. <laughs> How do I know the words of this Christmas and have never listened to it on purpose, and Patti LaBelle doesn't? I, and there's a chance that she knew the words, but she knew that they were doing it wrong and still wanted to, you know, school yeah. them on it a little bit. Yes, the cue cards yeah, on the wrong page. All fucked up. Folks, just watch it. Just watch it. It's a Christmas miracle. Yeah, That's we'll it. That, that is that my Christmas sure. now. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, that this is – it's it's uh, at Christmas time, it's Patti LaBelle, and then it's the thing from uh, the supercut of people on Beverly Hills 90210 saying the word Christmas. Have you ever seen that? <laughs> nope. It's literally just the word Christmas, and it goes on for like seven <laughs> minutes, and it's perfect. And it's like it tells its own story. <laughs> it's, incre- it's the story of 90210, but just through the word Christmas. The, do insane. you know the supercut of, of – uh, Trump saying the word China over and over again. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, that is phenomenal. Do you know oh, this? China, I mean, China. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't. China, China. For At some point, minutes. his face and voice are going to be funny, yeah. but right now they're not. That's the only time I've ever enjoyed seeing it. Oh, God. James Adomian. Oh, what are you watching? My. What are you listening to? What are you loving? <laughs> they prepped me for this question. <laughs> yeah. And do you have an answer? Um, okay, what am I listening to? I've got a Pink Floyd album. Okay. On the, from 1974. Great. You mean you've got an album? Like you, you've got it queued up? No, I mean it's just sort of sitting on the record player to play like twice a week. Oh, uh-huh. okay. So you're a, you're a vinyl person. I uh, wish you were here. Yeah. You're a classic rock person. Yeah. You're a KLOS person. Is it KLOS? Freeform radio. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> You're listening to KLOS Overnights. Is it is is honestly I haven't listened to like radio and now except for like KCSN. Right. Yes. I really like. I do too, and that's the station I usually have on. Okay, very good. They have you know David Bowie once an hour. Yes. Yeah. 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 It feels as though there's a human being uh, programming it. I like yes. that. And also, I listen to KXLU, uh, okay. the college station out of Loyola Marymount, uh-huh. if I get the reception up where I live. Okay, very good. Um, and that is that is also, it sounds like it's run by humans. Yeah. What a <laughs> but revolutionary But even more concept. so. Yeah. With, like, grand leeway. Uh-huh. Yeah. So there's, like, dead air and mistakes yeah. and stuff. Ooh, I, I like that. It. Just I, like this show. Exactly. I love that. I love a good amateur radio station. There was one, uh, Tommy Keene passed away a couple weeks ago, and uh, and there was a, a station up in Canada. I think it was like the University of Winnipeg's channel mm-hmm. had a, like a, a couple hours devoted to him. And I was like, okay, I have to, oh, I have nice. to listen. And now, you know, we're in a world where you can just like tell Alexa to play some Canadian radio station. <laughs> so I did, and it was just like a bunch of really polite, maybe a little bit drunk Canadians <laughs> in like a really bad studio oh, somewhere in Winnipeg dream. playing a couple hours of Tommy Keenan. It was fantastic. <laughs> there needs to be more of that. Do you know about Radio Garden? Uh, no. It's, okay, it's, it's a website. Do you? Soundgarden. No. Uh, Radio Garden is a website, and it's uh, you navigate it like a big globe, right? So it's it is it with some, your hands physically. With, no, I mean I guess it, well, on an iPad you could, but okay. like on, you know, yeah, you sort of cl- use your mouse and you click around, and it aggregates a bunch of radio station feeds from literally around the globe. But it doesn't it doesn't have country borders. You know, oh, and so cool. it's just a globe. Oh wow! So you can just sort of go to some remote part of like you know of of, you know, Africa or or you can like go to, you know, New Zealand or you can like l- listen to local Luxembourg radio or Iceland or whatever. And live? You just – Live. Wow. It's all live. Uh, or it's also you- like great rural Nevada radio stations mm. where it's just, you know, Jesus. a station serving, you know, a massive area but like 100 people. It's great. When radio you Garden go on something. tour, James, do you do like the morning radio shows uh, and all that I shit? I thought you were going to say ask – uh, do I listen to radio? And yes, <laughs> that's more fun than going on radio. I, usually, yeah, how do the, what do those people make of you? I feel like uh, coming up, funny man <laughs> James Adomian gonna be playing at the uh, the Chuckle Factory. Mm-hmm. Tickets, we're gonna be giving away some tickets for the show that's not sold out. <laughs> um, and then so I hear you, and then they don't. It's just it almost. I mean, think I think every time. There's they have a, a, the Wikipedia page up on a oh, screen that they're yeah, just yeah, reading yeah. from, and I should know by now to to <laughs> send something else ahead of time, <laughs> but uh, you got other things to worry about. So then you get there, and then you're like answering questions re, re, uh, read from a Wikipedia page, uh-huh. which I'm not in charge of. It's yeah. just up there, mm-hmm. and so. and so they go. I understand you do an impression of Sean Hannity, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, and I'm like, yeah, I was, I did, I was hired to do those once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, are That's they not just, what I'm doing for stand up this weekend here in your town. They're just asking you to do an impression of everyone on the mm-hmm. air. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. So, so you then, are able to give them what they want. Yes. Then it's a then it's a game of steering things towards impressions that I'm gonna do in the stand up act that weekend mm-hmm. rather than something from ten years ago that I don't do anymore. And then you know what always happens is people if people never come from the morning radio unless if they do come they're like um, man we heard that Gary Busey impression that's the only reason we're here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. So they're, you're going to be doing Gary Busey for 30 minutes at least, right? <laughs> they're morning radio people. 
They're not necessarily James Adomi. Right. There. Well, you know, I, I, there's some overlap. Sure. But I think I need to get to that Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah. I just broke down and did it. Why I didn't do it before going on a book tour, I don't know. Because I had the exact same problem. Where it was like they had – I did this video podcast like 10 years ago called A Drink With Dave. And they're like, tell us about A Drink With Dave. Well, it was a thing I did 10 years ago. Right. So I finally just went in and rewrote the whole thing. And you just, did? I did. Guys, James Adomian born <laughs> – I won't say your age. I won't. Humiliate. But we're, we're we have uh, we're, our birthdays are very close to each other. That's right. Um, is an American February? stand-up comedian, actor, and impressionist. I'm January fourth. Oh yeah. I'll be darned. Uh, oh, President George W. Bush impression is sure. up there. My favorite thing that you ever said as W was, I'm sorry, that we're just, now we're just doing, we're the, doing morning the morning radio well, thing. Yeah. I don't mean to do this. I'm, I, I, it, this this is, is like Atreyu going through the swamps of sadness. I'm sorry. And no, no, the, no, we no, know no, the horse no, no. is going to die, but still we're watching the movie again. I just I want to call this back because I don't even remember what it was in, but it was a... It was it was W talking about Hillary and saying that she that he said that to her he she looked like he thought that she was a woman who stayed up all night screaming the she, F word. She looks like she's been up all night screaming the F word. <laughs> that is my favorite. I that's thought the, about that's that. The, that's the peak. I thought that's it. That's all I needed. And I thought about that comment. So many times over the course of the election, I was really? like, "She, does, I like the idea of her staying up all night screaming the f word." That's Why like wouldn't ten she? years ago? Oh, right, God. there's a lot to scream about. Yeah. Sure. I appreciate but, that. So, what do do you? I'm understandful that you're of your <laughs> comfort. <laughs> what do you watch? Do you watch anything? Yeah, um, I don't have a, I don't have like a terrestrial television set. One of these guys. Oh, um, oh, I have a projector. Oh, <laughs> okay. I, w- I have a projector, and um, so there's no furniture dedicated to TV in the house. Okay. Is that um, a conscious choice, or you just have it? Uh, yeah, I didn't have a TV when I lived in New York, and then coming to L.A., I was like, you know what? I want to watch movies. So I mostly watch movies. Oh, that's nice. I watch I watch uh, a, a lot of movies more than I watch TV. I actually, I'm like the last guy going to the theater. <laughs> Great. What have you um, seen recently? Well, the three best movies I saw in recent memory are Good Time, which is a hike, uh, oh, yeah. low budget heist movie. Uh, it takes place in Queens, uh-huh. and it's ama- it's amazing, and it's like uh, it's revolutionary in the filmmaking in a way. It's like watching it's like watching a gritty seventies action movie, but it's very very right now. Uh-huh. Um, and I love the Florida Project. Oh yeah, uh, that's. That was that's an A twenty four movie, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, the Florida Project was amazing, and and it was like the best. Uh, it was like the best representation of what what my memories of what it was like being a kid under the age of ten, running around with other kids, yeah, playing yeah. and stuff. Um, where the adults Tan- are like the on the outside of what's yeah. going on. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I love Tangerine. Did you I have Tangerine? not seen that yet. Have I you need seen it, to. Dave? I have. Yeah. Incredible, yeah, uh, yeah. It's I, it's completely revolutionized the way that I look at that entire strip of Santa Monica Boulevard. Yeah, <laughs> every motel the, I see, I am like, "Where's the party room?" Yeah, uh, that's the same director, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I needed to see that, and um, I lo- I saw maybe um, I think this was the last movie I saw in the th- theater was uh, it's it's a Swedish comedy called The Square. Oh yes, I'm dying to see that. It's very very funny the and also dark. Guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
It's um, it's it, 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 I, I I I thought of Swedish movies as like um, you know uh, Bergman, yeah, Ingmar Bergman, Liv Ullman, chess playing with death and yeah. stuff. But um, it's a comedy, and it's the main character is like the the hero, but he's like a good man go sliding into evil, you know, uh-huh. and he's an art gallery. Uh, he's an art gallery curator, and um, so all around this sort of tragic story is this these hilarious um, mm-hmm. episodes that take place in an art gallery, and like, what is art, and is this art just because it's yeah. here? I'm dying to. Do, do you know Force Majeure? Force uh, Majeure. No. That's the same director. Yeah. I don't know any current movies, but I know one other movie that all these people have done. Uh-huh. Force Majeure is uh, his movie that was – the premise is that this family goes to like a ski resort and they're all sitting outside on – this is not a spoiler. They're sitting outside on a patio and an avalanche comes. And it's a father, uh, mother, and two little kids. And the dad runs for his life. He does not try to protect his family. Uh-huh. And then – the avalanche just kind of clears and everybody's okay, but the family is left to deal with the fact that, like, you, your reaction was to fucking run away and not Ooh, yes, yes, save yes. us. And then yeah. the rest of the movie is just, like, living with them at this resort, you know. And it's so, it's so crazy because it's like I don't – I'd like to believe that my first in- instinct would be to protect my family, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think like I once went had the only like close to bad earthquake since I've lived here probably like 10 years ago and I was a personal assistant for like an older woman. We were in her house upstairs and it was one of those things where like it shook for a couple minutes and then it w- kept going on and my reaction was like, what do we do? What do we – you know, I, I just looked – I was not there to take care of her in any way. I remember her looking at me after it cleared like, God, you are a child. Like she was so <laughs> disgusted. Because she had reaction. been through a lot of earthquakes. Yeah, and she was also like, wow, I just saw who you really are. And like, was, she, was she was older? She was older. She so was like she would have been 50s. through the Whittier quake in 87. Oh, yeah. you know them all. You've I racked think up she your was quakes. Like, <laughs> I grew up here. I know. Uh, the Whittier earthquake in 1987. <laughs> What's your all time favorite movie? Uh, I thought you were going to say all time favorite. Earthquake. What's your all time favorite earthquake? All <laughs> 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 time favorite earthquake is the San Francisco quake of uh-huh. uh, 1904. Four or whatever. Okay. I yeah. haven't seen that, but that director also directed the Whittier earthquake. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, what Have is- you seen the movie about the San Francisco earthquake? I forgot the title of it with um, uh, Clark Gable. No. Um, it, 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 it's it, it's a black and white movie, and there's a pretty good earthquake scene. It's a you know special effects that we're just spoiled that we don't appreciate it now. Uh-huh. But uh, there's a funny line where. Uh, <laughs> He asks a girl. He asks a girl on a date, and she says no. And so it plays out like this. He goes, "You want to get chop suey sometime?" And she's like, "No, thanks." And then she walks away. And then he turns to his guy friend, and he's like, "How about you? You want to get chop suey?" <laughs> and so everybody's like, "Oh, that was like he's hitting on the guy." Yeah. Oh, San Francisco from the beginning. From the beginning, oh, Clark Gable man, knew very it. Very start. Oh, I love it. Um, yeah. When we talk about all-time great movies, what comes to mind? Okay. All right. What so, are your What are you, What are the movies that shaped you, James Adomi? It's changed over time. Uh, when I was like 19, I loved The Third Man. Yeah. <laughs> the Orson Welles, uh-huh. uh, Carol Reed movie. Mm. I loved it. And I've seen it so many times. It's like, you know, it's like I, it's hard. I, wa- I try to watch it once a year still, uh-huh. um, but I've seen it too many times. Um, I think The Big Lebowski is a perfect uh, movie. And I guess I was in high school when that came out. Uh-huh. Um, that is a movie I've never seen. Really? Wow. It's very well written. Okay. And um, it's it's 
you watch it and you think, oh, these guys are improvising, and they re- they almost did no improv. Yeah, there's like accidental improv in the movie, but it's written like it's written in this like profane poetry of like how crazy idiots will, would actually talk with each other. Interesting. So, and it's very aspirational. To, like, spend your life in your robe is my dream. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's just one of those you know, that, like— a lot of ins and outs, man. Sure. Everybody, like, it came out, and then, you know, a lot of people loved it and all that kind of thing, and I just, I just never got around to seeing it. And then, like, two years after, I mentioned that I had never seen The Big Lebowski, and somebody was like, what? Like, yeah. gave the big reaction, and I was like, that's more—that gives me more pleasure to not than a movie it. ever could. <laughs> You know what I mean? And it's only gotten more so. So, like, I'm probably. It not was going your to see reaction it. when we told you we hadn't seen the Patty LaBelle Christmas tree lighting. That's true. But well, to be fair, that is better than the Big Lebowski. Uh, which yeah. I, Big, Big Lebowski is great. No, this uh, is a, uh, this is, uh, the Patty LaBelle equally thing is as important, important piece yeah. of YouTube cinema. I had not seen um, The Godfather for a long time. Mm-hmm. For, like, well after you're supposed to in order mm-hmm. to get a driver's license or whatever, mm-hmm. be yeah. a voting member of society. Yeah. And then I, I, it was, it was on like a long flight and I had already watched two movies and I was like, well, uh, right. Now's my time. Yeah, I'm watching, uh, watch The Godfather. Uh-huh. And it was great. And I loved it. Uh-huh. And then I was like looking for people to talk with them <laughs> about The Godfather. And I was like, oh, you're decades too late. Yeah. Yeah. I've missed your I opportunity. I still have never seen any Godfather. But isn't this season part two the one that's supposed to be? And I still haven't seen that. Oh. Uh, that's up next. Okay. But this is only like a, maybe a year ago I saw The Godfather. Yeah, I haven't for the same reason as the uh, Big Lebowski. Wow, I'm obstinate that way. We should do it. We should do like a like a, a gay Corleone movie thon, right? Uh, Let's just do it. Yeah. Let's well, get some guys together. A series, watch them all. A screening series that's screening like movies series. you should have seen. Yeah, yeah. Then we'll start with the movies entire that Godfather felt series. Like too too straight for you know. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. Okay. Great. I'm hosting. <laughs> Uh, okay, what else? What? Uh, so you like Pink Floyd? You like uh, the Big Lebowski? Are you, you like the Third Man? Coming home after a long day and putting on a vinyl and making a drink. Are you uh, that life? It depends on the day. Oftentimes, I just have KCSN on eighty eight point uh-huh. five. Mm, they do a good job. It's you know you could just you don't have to you don't have to do anything. It's just on. Yeah. You get your Dawes. You get your uh, <laughs> Wild Feathers. Uh, you get your. You had to uh, Dawes me. Yeah. You get your uh, 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 Hound Mouth. They're they're not bad. They're not bad. They do a good job. Don't they know any do of those references. You, and you they have the songs. 60s at 6, which mm-hmm. I think other radio stations thought of originally. But whoever thought of the 60s at 6 is yeah. just a, a brilliant brilliant at bringing things together. Sure. Agreed. A Don't numerologist. what yeah. that is. Uh, they, they play some songs from the 60s. At I've six been o'clock. watching also at home. Um, I watched a lot of cartoons this year because I've been uh, – there was a couple cartoon projects I was trying to develop. So I was re- I was researching by watching old old cartoons, and uh-huh. I found Betty Boop, and I had not watched Betty Boop before. Oh wow! And they had like uh, um, here's me pouring water uh-huh. in case you're listening at home. <laughs> you can imagine it as a scotch if you like yeah. <laughs> a, b- a big tumbling <laughs> pour of scotch. Why not? Glunk, 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 glunk. I was watching Betty Boop. It's amazingly funny. Um, it's the, the cartoons are from 1931. So when they make fun of the president, it's Herbert Hoover. Uh-huh. It, she does she she does an impression of the president, and it's Herbert Hoover. So you're like, this is older than anything I know. Yeah, and um, she's a single, uh, she's a single 
20 something woman who lives in New York city by herself in a penthouse apartment. And she like has bad guys that try to like break in and steal stuff or whatever. And, um, she has friends and some of them are like little animals and some of them are like flowers and things you don't think are alive. And they help her because she's friends with them. Oh. And they always beat the bad guy. But she also has sex. I was watching it with what? my boyfriend, and he, he it's not really for kids. It's, it's pre-code. So it's meant to play before adult movies, right, like, right. like grown-up movies. So, um, like, there's characters that have a crush on her. And then, like, one cartoon ends with these two characters fighting over who's going to get to date Betty Boop. And then, like, the next one begins with her waking up with one of them. And they, like, they don't. They don't like lay on it too hard, but you're like, but my boyfriend was like, she's fucking. Yeah, <laughs> she's fucking. Well, she was like a feminist revolutionary. A gal about town. Maybe. And she does run for president. That was one of my favorite episodes. Wow. They have Betty Boop for president, and there's these crowds uh, that just sort of gather. And you know, like old cartoons, they just kind of bounce. Yeah, yeah when they're <laughs> standing that's what they, still. That's yeah. what it's easy to make them do, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and Betty Boop runs for president, and her platform is just that you're going to get more boo boopy doo. Oh man! Which, by the way, it 2020. Was, yeah, that's a that would be a, that would be so much better than what we. Have. It's more detailed than what uh, Donald Trump offered us last year. <laughs> yeah, certainly. Uh, were you a Bugs Bunny person growing up? Yes, I love Warner Brothers. I specifically love uh, Bugs. Or, you know, Bugs Bunny is great. I uh-huh. love all a lot of the um, the classic sort of Chuck Jones. Um, the space opera. What's it called? Um, oh, that's uh, that's Daffy Duck. Um, the Kill the Wabbit. Uh-huh. Um, oh yeah. Um, I love I love I love them more than I should. I work in cartoons a lot. I guess so. That's the good excuse I have for being so into cartoons. Yeah, I do a lot of voiceovers. So yeah, I love. Uh, obviously, Mel Blanc is a master of it, and I, I, I mean, I love the voice acting and the animation. Um, I'm a big fan of Tex Avery cartoons. Those are like he's known for being like the craziest of the cartoon directors. I think he started out at Warner Brothers, but then he kind of bounced around to other studios everywhere besides Disney, I believe. But he invent he created Droopy. And um, he, I think he might have created Woody Woodpecker or been pretty influential early in Woody Woodpecker. But all the cart, he invented like the, the, when you see something and you go, ah, and your eyes pop yeah, out. Uh-huh. He invented, and like, or like when your jaw drops and the tongue falls out like yeah. stairs. Uh-huh. He invented a lot of that crazy stuff that, um, that like we just sort of take for granted. It's yeah. like, oh, that's cartoon stuff. But yeah. he really realized that you were not bound by. <laughs> The constraints of um, a- a- kindness to animals uh-huh. or like actor safety, <laughs> yeah. so decency. Yeah, so just anything happened in those cartoons, and right. I really like that. A lot of them were super racist. Yeah, crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy racist. You see that sometimes on an old DVD. Sometimes they, sometimes they cut those out of a, a release yeah. of old cartoons, but sometimes they just keep it in, and it's yeah, yeah. It's like uh, Popeye, will- especially. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Pop- Popeye is racist? Well, Popeye is a sailor. <laughs> true. That's true. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I, I don't know, we can agree on that. Look, we disagree on so many things, but let's go face <laughs> yeah. facts. Popeye is a sailor. He is he's what he is, fa- and he is a sailor, sailor man. Um, he, he's, a, he's a member of the patriarchy, mm-hmm. um, but he goes to other places being a sailor, and so that... Um, Right, all, involved, that to, involves a lot of problematic political narratives. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of yeah. Uh, there, there's a lot of uh, people like being close to something that blows up, and then 
and then their face is like a uh, racist caricature uh-huh, uh-huh. with like you know I don't want to it's triggering I don't want to get into you it you can't yet yeah, and yeah, that's <laughs> that the, the I think the problem is not when the thing when the when the they get shot with the gun in the face uh-huh. and it just turns the face dark yeah but yeah you don't need to then make a caricature out of it no just leave the gag at oh. step one. Oh, but they sure did mm-hmm. yeah over and over again when I was growing up other than that I loved that I got the sense that Bugs Bunny cartoons were not just for kids growing up. Right, yeah. Like they were, you know, in the 70s and 80s, that's what we watched. But there were references to A Tree Grows in Brooklyn and like, um, you know, Citizen Kane and things like that. Mm-hmm. That were like, we did not know what those yeah, were, but it was jokes. like, yeah, someday we'll find out. Right. You know? I don't know. You find out sometimes, you learn pop culture sometimes through things that are making fun of the thing. Yeah. That yeah. happened with The Simpsons a lot oh, when time. I was growing Carol up. Carol Burnett for me, for sure. Yeah. Have you ever seen the Masters of the Universe live action movie? The He-Man? He-Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, movie? from 1986. With Dolph Lundgren. Yes, it's like, it's, like, it's like oddly sexy. It's so gay. <laughs> it, and, and Skeletor is like a, just a lustful old queen. Yes, and he wants to whip <laughs> He-Man. <laughs> Yeah, he wants to whip He Man. Yeah, and the He Man cartoon was—I mean, come on! Like, uh, like uh, I, I, I watched it. I watched it maybe differently than other people did at the For time. For sure. Well, sure. It's interesting that that was the only like boy cartoon that I was, you know, that appealed to me. I mm-hmm. like Shira a lot more, of course. Sure. Um, that, I think I mentioned Skeletor in some of the early iterations of my stand-up bit about the gay villains. Oh yeah, yes, because Skeletor, like all, like a, a lot of the cartoons, um, uh, the bad guy is coded as a gay oh, man yeah, for sure. <laughs> because for some, like I don't know if the, I guess that's acceptable storytelling, and I wonder, I really wonder sometimes if it was that way in. The old days before movies and storytelling, if you were just in, if you had a bad guy, just play him really gay. Yeah. <laughs> when, yeah. When the uncle's telling the story. But, um, <laughs> by the way, was Vincent Price gay? I, I think what I've heard is that Vincent Price was, uh, married to a woman uh-huh. and bisexual. That, oh. that uh, tracks. And would have elegant dinner parties. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh. Elegant God. dinner parties where you are welcome <laughs> to come. <laughs> Folks, we're going to get into some of James Adomian's elegant dinner parties and much, much more after this. Uh, Folks, Josie Long is one of the funniest people in the world. She's a frequent guest on a show called International Waters that I that I also host. Uh, She is uh, she is British. She is. Uh, Wiley, and uh, and she's hilarious. And she has a new show on Stitcher Premium. It's called All of the Planet's Wonders Shown in Detail. Ooh. Through its original scripted all-comedy, Josie Long will attempt to better herself and get out into the world with help from Maeve Higgins and a host of other comedy pals. Sure, you'll recognize some of these. Uh, from Earwolf, Hayes Davenport, Zach Rhino, Aaron Whitehead, John Hodgman, British comics like Humphrey Ooh. Carr, John Luke Roberts, Helen Zaltzman from The Illusionist. Oh, you'll gain fantastic insights about topics including exploration, insects, fossils. Oh, she is so great, and I love her voice so much. You're going to love listening to it. Travel with Josie and Maeve to the bottom of the ocean in James Cameron's submarine. Find out why Josie's dated so many men with a love of rocks. Oh, who hasn't? Give it a listen. Make Josie Long your new favorite international comedian. It's already mine. For a free month of Stitcher Premium, use the promo code HOMOPHILIA at stitcherpremium.com slash 
planets. Folks, we are back with James Adomian. Hi, James. Hi, Dave. How are you? Great. Good. We've had some lozenges. Mr. Are you McConkey. still working on yours? Yeah, it's going to be bad radio. No, we That's love fine. it. Well, it's not radio. It's so real. That's what podcasting is. <laughs> podcasting lets you have something in your mouth. Radio plus lozenges equals podcasting, <laughs> as the saying goes. So you mentioned a boyfriend. Oh, yeah. James What's going on? James has a boyfriend. Uh, how long has this been going we've on? Been, how long has this been going on? We've been dating for almost a year. Nice. Uh, he's cute. I've seen him traipsing around your Instagram. Cute as can oh, be. Yeah. I need to follow you. Very <laughs> exciting to see you. Well, because you're not like a big social media head, but you, 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 you dabble. Yeah. I mean. You have a presence. Yes. There's a. I, I, not, it's not like an open door. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. yes, there's a. Sometimes the draperies are open. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, you have you have some healthy healthy you boundaries around that stuff. I think. Um, yes. Yeah, so what's the deal? How'd you meet? Um, we met it at we met it at Fred sixty two. What? Nice. How? We were sitting app? next to each other at the counter. No. Come on! I'm not kidding. Were you eating by yourself at the counter at Fred sixty two? A year ago. Uh, well, this is a little longer than that. This is like the f- this is um, actually August 2016. Uh huh. Wow. Um, so we, James we were friends for a few months. Sit by himself at a at a at a counter. I know that's the have a shocking part of this to me. Um, well, it, I was like um, I was uh, nervous to talk to him, and then mm-hmm. he struck up a conversation, and so then we were just talking and friendly, and uh, he's. Very hot and funny and uh, smart from the beginning, and then we 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 were friends, and we would have lunch and stuff and have drinks, and then um, then it turned into more. Oh. How? Who made the first move? <laughs> I think we went to see a movie, and then we went out drinking afterwards. What and movie? Then it, That'll uh, do it. Uh, it. It might have been. Oh my god! This would have been like a year ago. Was was it was Fantastic Beasts out then? Oh, that sounds maybe. Harry Potter movie. Maybe I think it was Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> maybe or I can't remember if that was the first or second movie we saw. But I think I think it was Fantastic and Beasts. And hormones were raging after sure. seeing Fantastic Beasts. Seeing young Eddie Redmayne in a wand. I don't. Does he have? I don't know if he has a wand. The wand. Yes, wand. it was a magical movie. Interesting. We were brought together by um, late night diner food and and CGI monsters. Right. <laughs> And then Wait. was it because you already knew each other by then? So it was your, your dating period was in a way like a, a friend hangout period. Yeah, and I like that. I like it that way. Yeah, yeah. And then um, and then yeah. It, it be, then we you know we started hooking up, and then after like uh, uh, six weeks of that, then we were like, hey, let's be together. That's wow. nice. But when you're friends and you're hanging out and you're attracted to them, are you like? I'm gonna make this happen. Or are you just letting letting things fall into place? Um, kind of both, I guess. Um, yeah, I guess one does not really. I'm sort exclude of exclude con- the other. I guess I'm sort of consciously trying to like. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm not showing up like some. Kind, I'm looking good when I show up. Yeah, right? yeah, aware. yeah. But where did you have those conversations later? Like, oh, I always wanted to make. Oh no, I always wanted to. Make. Uh, n- yeah. I mean, we both kind of think it was. Uh, it's it was un, an unusual. It was unusual yeah. that we met, and then it was also unusual that everything else happened. Yeah, because normally, if gay guys have not 
hooked up pretty early on, you assume, oh, that's just not going to happen. One of us is not in it for that, and it's just, you know. Right. Um, but you've had a beautiful journey. I guess so. What a lovely journey. You grew up out here. We've been, yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. I did. I did not grow up in Fred 62. No. <laughs> no. Uh, but you grew up with an awareness of Fred 62. We all did. Sure. On the other side of the hill, we looked uh-huh. at Fred 62 and we said someday. <laughs> uh-huh. But you, you grew up in the valley, right? Um, yes, I went to high school in the valley, but oh. I kind of grew up all over L.A. Uh-huh. Um, I lived all over L.A. I lived in Westchester by the airport, Santa Monica, the valley, and then Whittier, downtown, Koreatown, Long Beach, uh, Hollywood several times. Yeah. Um, why, why all the moving around? Because, uh, I mean, I was just <laughs> – I came from childhood into – Early years of um, poverty uh-huh. and um, uh, being forced out of apartments by landlords, I guess. I don't sure. know if that's you a way to say after it. You're, you're an adult. This is you when you're on your own. Yeah, it started happening um, in my very young adult years mm-hmm. was the, was the um, I would say, economic downturn and the, um, the, 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 the revenge of the landlords. Wow. Uh, it was like, like like my whole life between the age of uh, 20 and um, 25 was like being forced out of an apartment every year, uh, sometimes mm-hmm. with my mom, like the both of us getting forced out of apartments and stuff. And wow. I, I – it's, it's – <laughs> I don't, I don't. I wish it hadn't happened. It slows you down when when you uh, yeah, big time. When that's the way your life is. Sure. Well, before the economic downturn, you're in high school. You're in the valley. You're a a football playing bro. Well, I mean, kind of. I was also doing theater and stuff at this. And see, this is the that's going to bother me. This listen, don't be self conscious about your lozenge. Oh, self consciousness about lozenges is what got me where I am. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I played football and track and field, and uh, I was also um, uh, I was also in in high school uh, theater and choir and stuff like that. So I and guess you could aware. peg you could peg me both ways. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. Well, don't take that the wrong. But way. But people yeah, didn't. Take that the wrong way. <laughs> you were you were dating girls and not fully aware. Uh, or, I wasn't really dating girls. I was kind of like just av- avoiding the whole thing. Uh huh. Really. Um, I was so, kind of flirting with girls, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, that was that, I was trying to keep it a secret. I knew I was gay. I pieced it together. <laughs> Cuz you know, when I was a little little kid, uh-huh. I knew that I thought like wrestlers and bodybuilders were attractive. <laughs> right. Right. But I but then the word words like gay were just insults and I didn't know that they were actually a thing. Sure. Yeah, sure. And I think, and then, and then, you, I, be, you know, then I became aware uh, when I was like, you know, 12, 13, 14, that there was like gay rights uh, that, and what it meant. Um, and because this is the early 90s. Yeah. And so I remember, I remember piecing together like, oh, they, they, I'm, that's and I made this connection and it was I was scared and I was like oh my god this is a roller coaster I'm like a b- buckle up uh-huh. um and uh and then it, yeah it was like uh, that, it, I, I I guess um I remember being I remember being young 
like like maybe 13 or something and 14 and getting a haircut and like and like knowing like okay these are gay guys uh-huh. and yeah, yeah. um and I was like um I would like I was talking with them and stuff and like and this is I, this is back when I went to church and I was like yeah yeah I go to church over there and okay that's cool and I remember consciously thinking like all right if I'm if I'm really gay, then my voice is going to change, and I'm going to sound like they sound. And you were, wow. you didn't want that. Well, I was, I was, I was like, I was like nervous. It was, I was not like, I, I, I didn't hate them. I was just like, um, I was like, I was like, if I'm really gay, then I'll know it because then my voice will, yeah, my body be more effeminate, yeah. right? And it well, never happened. <laughs> well, James, I don't know. Maybe you can't hear yourself, but it did. Like, yeah. I don't. Have you heard a recording of yourself ever? Because you sound <laughs> super duper, extremely yeah. swishy, femme. Yeah, presence. yeah. We um, often well, hear ourselves in a certain way, yeah. but that's that's practiced. I've been trying. <laughs> I've been trying. Um, yeah. But no, yeah. I think I do. I mean, I, I I listen to myself, and I can, I can hear like, oh, no, uh, that's a gay guy, right? But, but I mean, not everybody can. But I it never. I remember. I thought that it was going to be like. Like um, maybe I was like maybe when I'm 18 or I, I I actually thought this I actually thought well maybe it's when you suck a lot of dicks that it <laughs> that it makes your it makes your voice sound more feminine because nobody and that's a guy tells guy you anything yeah. nobody sorry, tells you anything that's a guy Branham joke now oh really well he has this in his stand up where yeah. he says like uh, he says like. Straight guys always ask me, why do you sound like that? Why do you sound like that? Why do you sound like that? And he goes, I can't answer it. Maybe it's all of the dicks have altered the acoustics. <laughs> <laughs> but I wondered, I, I wondered that, actually, when I was a kid. Of course. And you no would. one tells you. Nobody fucking yeah. tells you anything. There's no role models. <laughs> None. There's anti-role models. There's that's, like, do not well, yeah. enter people. That's what they tell you right? is that it's not okay. This is that's yeah. all you get ever. Yeah, and Why? then at yeah. some point, I guess in high school, early, I mean, early on in, in college, I, I just thought of gay people as some kind of like impossible, impossible happy thing far away. Uh-huh. <laughs> that you didn't, that you were <laughs> that not. That I wasn't going to, gonna, I was like, well, that can't happen for, to me. It's no way I could live like that. Was it, you came out mid college or yeah. when? Oh, wow. Yeah. Which, and, where? Where were you? Whittier College. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Where the great earthquake was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, terrific yeah. earthquake. And that's what happened when James came out of the closet. <laughs> the <laughs> years are a little <laughs> off, but yes. <laughs> um, and you had uh, – coming out to your family was a, a rocky road? I guess so. There were some people who took it better than others. Sure. Natural. Um, I don't really – I don't really spend a lot of time with my father. Right. Mm-hmm. Nor do I. Mm-hmm. Um, and but until then, you and your father were cool. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. He's like uh, difficult to get difficult to get along yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was a that was an inflection point, to put it mildly. And okay. did you sit people down? What was your? Yeah, I did. It was very haphazard because again, there was no um, plan, mm-hmm. no role models. Um, you know, arguably, in hindsight, I could have walked into a gay and lesbian center and asked for advice. And there were people I asked for advice, but it was never, <laughs> it was never like exactly what you needed. No. Um, 
Like who? Well, I mean, it would be it would be literally like, uh, oh, this is a this is like a gay man who's a drug counselor at the local blah 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 clinic. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I say everything, yeah. but uh, but like he's a friend of a friend, so I'll sit down with him and talk about it. And no, oh, it turns out he's hitting on me instead of oh, giving me advice. No. Sure, sure. Um, so you try, I tried, but, um, yeah, everything was done wrong. Everything was, I did, everything was done wrong to me to begin with. And then my reaction was like, like, (laughs) like some kind of beast in a movie, like, like removing chains, like, yeah, it wasn't all at one time though. It was like slowly, it was drawn out over like probably four years altogether. Um, you have siblings? Yeah. And how to go with that? Well, they were young at the time, so I waited. I like kind of waited until they were a little older. Yeah, I told them one by one. And there, there all there was cool. never a big family meeting where anybody could outnumber me. That's smart. smart. That's, That's really real smart. smart. So that is is that a thing you're supposed to do? And I, 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 I hadn't thought about about it until just now. about them ganging yeah. up on you. Yeah, yeah, but it seems smart. That's again, that's the kind of thing somebody could tell you if there were, you know. People who told you things. But and also, I guess there was no way for people to tell me that <laughs> it's going to be a lot better. Like, it, there's going to be this crazy change in public opinion that affects everybody and uh-huh. every family in America. Yeah, sure. Where even the most homophobic people are, get dragged three feet to the left. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, Which is— Well, yeah, I don't I support mean, it, but there's no way I can stop it. That's what, like, homophobes are like Yeah, now. yeah. Right. Which is which? Yeah. What a welcome change. Let's go back to high school. What was high school like? Straddling two worlds. (laughs) Straddling two exciting, inviting worlds. Straddling two worlds. I like that. Thank you. Um, Well, I mean, it's there weren't that. There was like the um, the theater department was you know. 200 feet away from the football field. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, in it LA, wasn't that far away. Straddle, yeah. in LA, I would imagine that those worlds might not be as polar opposites as they might be in other places. I mean, right. It's an yes. Town still. Yes. It's an industry town. There were people, I mean, a lot of kids, parents worked in the industry, uh-huh. I guess. Um, and, um, I mean, I was, I was funny. I was the class clown. So, even if people didn't know I was gay, and the prob- probably some people did because people are good at figuring that kind of thing out. Mm-hmm. Sure. But um, even if they didn't, it's like, well, James is funny and he's always performing and he makes it. Of course he's going to be in theater. Mm-hmm. You And I heard you say on another podcast that you don't – you and your best friend from high school don't talk anymore because he's homophobic. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. shocking. Now? In this day and age. Well – Things have gotten better in general, but there's, like, outliers. Yeah. There's, well, like, people who didn't get the memo. Right. Um, and yeah. I, 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 I guess I uh, I just – at this point, I'm, like, I'm done – I've done – I'm done being insulted. Yeah. And I'm done – I don't need people in my life that are, like – so uh, you really think your lifestyle's not such a big problem? Like anything, he like things where it's like the, the someone's being. Uh, I don't want to say insensitive because I can handle that. I'm saying like deliberately insulting. Yeah. 
where they're trying to make a joke, and it is a joke, and I get it, it's a joke, and I, but and I have heard funny gay jokes. I can, I, I'm not like, I, I'm, I'm not a purist. I'm not a purist. I'm not like, <laughs> I don't have strict boundaries about that. Uh-huh. But it's like when every time I talk to you, there's going to be a joke like, well, maybe if it wasn't your lifestyle, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's the same joke. Yeah. And then it, 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 that was combined with a, why don't you call me anymore? Why don't we hang out? We used to be so close. Oh, you're too famous for me. And that's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When all you talk about <laughs> is like, how well, we don't hang out, then yeah, that's, yeah, that's we're going to stop hanging out. Yeah. So uh, after the, coming out in college, when did you start smooching boys and all that stuff? Oh, my God. Did the smooching boys start in high school is what I'm wondering. I'm just, I'm having. I'm no, having I never had the opportunity. Always wanted to. Of course. God always wanted to. Is there one in, in particular? Yeah. Is there a scenario that you can talk us through? Well, that existed in your, <laughs> yeah, in your I feverish mean, teenage life? I mind? talked myself through it like twice a day. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, I mean, and it's like the subject of many porns, I guess, is yeah. where there's two guys in the locker room and the rest of the team's away, uh-huh. but uh, it's like, hey, yeah. hey. No, was there a guy? And you don't have to say his name, but there yeah, was one in, yeah. in particular. What, and what was his deal? Well, um, what was it about this guy? There's, there's, you, you know, there's something about there's something about young athletes sure. where the, nothing's wrong with your body yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and you're, uh, like, unburdened by self-consciousness. And we're both yeah. playing a sport. We're both fit. And, um, yeah, there was a guy I had a crush on. And we're still friends. And uh-huh. he was actually somebody I was able to come out to fairly early on. Uh-huh. And um, then he went in for a kiss. We were still very no. close friends. Well, you know, you know, you know the kind of games that uh, straight guys and gay guys play sometimes sure. and don't like to talk about? Uh-huh. <laughs> I've played plenty of those games. Oh, that's oh okay. That's great. <laughs> As an adult? You know how Kyle heart. Kinane – well, a younger adult. But you know Kyle Kinane has a joke – that I love so much, that I love so much. And I don't think he tells it anymore. But Kyle Kinane's talking about when he was younger. He's like, you know, when he was younger and hotter, how he's like, dude, it was a, a gay fellow who had a, he was sweet on me. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, uh, you know, it was, uh, we, we, we had fun. Uh, I don't know. When you, when you start hanging out and, I don't know, when you start hanging out with a gay fellow and he's sweet on you, you're entering a world of back rubs and secrets. <laughs> <laughs> so you had your share of oh. back rubs and secrets. Oh, sure. man. And Matt, did you? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, but I was like, I, I had just like a weirdly very, very gay childhood. And uh, we were all, I mean, yeah, I had like a lover throughout high school. I oh, don't know wow. what else to call him. He was How not my are boyfriend. We only getting into this now. Yeah. Wow. But you were was, able to do that. Fully. We, yeah. we had the, I mean, yeah, I had a, a very gay childhood. And, um, yeah, uh, for me, it was the, op- no one, there was no surprise. It was a matter of like, when is he going to come out? Why is he not, we can see him, we can hear, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Wow. But so, um, still, so you, you've come out, you're in college. Yeah. And I had, um, you know, I went through these sad years where I was like, whoa, it's me. I'll never be in love after all that. And then in hindsight, I'm like, no, there were, you had plenty of things going on. You just weren't grateful for it. (laughs) I was in love. I had a boyfriend in high, in college that I, then in hindsight, I'm like, yeah, that was your boy. We lived together. We lived together for 
six months in a dorm. It's a long huh? time in college. Yeah, and we specifically got the dorm to be able to do that, to be able to be together and live together. And then I, <laughs> the first... <laughs> The first boyfriend I ever had, the first person I ever lived with that way, of course, living together made us, like, grow apart. Sure. So I learned, like, cliches early on. Uh Uh-huh. So did you – who broke up with who? Uh, I think it was a – I think it was a slow turning away and staring at clocks. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to describe it. Uh, uh, Do you still know him? It was a slow lack of eye contact. Oh. Uh, Yeah. Um. I don't, I don't, I don't, not in touch. Um, and this then, is, this is before uh, social media. So there's a lot of people yeah. that are hard to find or their names aren't distinct enough to look them up now. Uh, so. Or they are married to a woman or whatever. Yeah. yeah there's a lot of that too. Um, but uh, yeah, that I, 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 like there was that and then a couple of, a couple of other guys. And I, I remember, I remember um, it was like slow and, and, and learning to be okay with myself. And then, um, uh, yeah, that, that, so it was like it, there, there were bad times and good times. And I feel like um, when I was younger, time moved slower. Mm-hmm. And so like a, like, a six, like a good six months felt like heaven and then yeah, a bad yeah, six yeah. months felt like absolute hell. Right. And I was different people from like month to month. It felt like, and this is not. Maybe that wasn't helped by someone who's always doing impressions of other people, but um, uh, yeah. And so uh, that that was that was yeah that that was that was happening. That yeah. was college, and it was difficult. And there was a time I think that I there was like a backlash. There was like a psychological backlash where I felt guilty, and then I started to try to become. I started to try to become a Catholic because I was gonna. Oh I started God. taking really? classes. Yes, I started taking classes at the Catholic Church to try to become a Catholic, and um, and that was bad, dumb idea. That yeah. lasted like three months. Yeah, and with the I, intention of also like. De-gaying yourself? Well, I, I became aware that Catholics had some kind of they had a way to put, put situation a where you could, and then I realized, and now it's like I, I realized it then too. It's not something I want to do. Where yeah. you're just kind of like celibate, mm-hmm. and they're not, they're not, they're they're not insane. Where they're like, you need to stop being who you are. Yeah, but they're like, you are who you are. But you need to now. <laughs> Just never express it yeah. in any way. You now need to like tie yourself down. Yeah. Exactly. Just yeah. accept that it's wrong and mm-hmm. live with that, and then right. you'll be fine. And then yeah. you'll be totally. So fine. I flirted with that idea, but then- it's a framework. You know what I mean? And when you grow up without one, you crave one. You know, so you yeah. jump kind of from one to the other. Yes. It's understandable. It's Catholicism or any organized Scientology, whatever you have. Sure. So if uh, if you were the drug counselor at the place right now. <laughs> Now an adult James Adomian. He's settled. Don't he's don't, got a fella. Don't hit on a 19-year-old right. guy who's asking you for advice. Right, but if somebody is coming to you for advice. I'm not I, that's I I I'm being meaner than I should be. That's fine. I mean, it's not scarring. Right. Right. I went on to work in gay bars where I would be hit on for by everyone for no yeah. good reason at all. You handled yourself, but still it was not the appropriate way to, to There was an MTV executive. That God, I wish well he billed himself as an MTV executive oh. at the bar, but you don't know if, what that means. That could just That's mean true. he's a yeah. Do you remember a name? I don't. But I Ooh. could I could try to compare notes, but it was but when I worked at uh What uh, year? Oh God! Early two thousands. Okay. When I worked at, as a bar back yeah. in West Hollywood, uh-huh. what bar did you work at? Motherload. I can't. Oh. I didn't know this. Yeah. Wow. I wow. worked at Motherload when I was like uh, 
24, 25, around then. Mm. Okay. okay. And these were, this was like, this was my early hot. This was like my earlier, hotter years. Well, I've, there, I've had like several, like, I've achieved several like hot looks. Levels, and that was sure. like an early one that I'm very proud of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, <laughs> you must have done really well. Uh, yeah. The moment you start working at a bar, ev- you suddenly instantly become twice as hot because everyone For has sure. to look at you. Yeah. You're, you're on stage. To get your attention. Basically. Yes. I went, took a, um, he was, I think a doorman at Motherload home. This was not, not at the same time period, but a long time ago and, uh, had, had seen him around and we had sort of been circling each other a little bit and then got home and it was like, the spell was broken. I was like, what am I doing? I'm not attracted to you at all, at all. Right. Uh, I had to tell him to leave. (laughs) God bless him. That's rough. So you kicked a doorman out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, we've established nobody tells anybody anything when you're growing up. So what you learn they, it all backwards and wrong. You learn and it then, backwards and wrong. And, so. But that, you know, that's emphasizing the bad stuff. There were also key people. There were like, um, there were uh, occasionally uh, male friends of mine were very understanding. Um, maybe not so good for advice, but at least understanding. And more often than that, there was like a girl. There was like I had, I've always had like a girl best friend and there was always a girl best friend who it like you know and like the, to the girls out there that do this thank you for keeping us alive yes oh big time um there's i mean that thank you personally goes out to a few people i don't know if they would listen but um shout them out well robin and jenny and um and, and those are those are from my college years but mm-hmm. then many more since then megan and um uh, there's always been girls like that in my life who somehow have better advice than <laughs> men do. Yeah. Um, I or, had those, and I was also self-conscious about having female friends. Uh-huh, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Because I thought that was like such a stereotypical gay trait that yeah, I like, yeah. I detested it in myself. And I, I wish I had just accepted friendship, which yeah. I did, but like I could have been a better friend. But I was judging myself for it. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> We're just getting a lot of shit out on the table. It's all <laughs> happening today. Uh but yeah, what's what's what piece of advice would you give? That's a, a good question. Gay person uh, who's who's, who's from some kind of troubled religious background, or maybe I don't know. Yeah, he's struggling. Both doors are open. Yeah, yeah. The door you came from and the door that you might go into. Us and uh, yeah, I guess that's a way to look at it. You, I mean, if I, I mean, I would say. Uh, there's someone who probably has, but I'm not, again, I need, I'm not the one to, I'm so bad at this. Um, you don't have to. I well, no, just- no, there's gotta be, and people have asked me for advice and I generally just say, um, you're going to be, your, your sadness is not going to be, you're not going to make sadness better by trying to appease it. You're not going to make loneliness better by trying to appease it. Uh, and you're not going to feel unguilty by bowing to guilt. Um, you need to take a hard look and study <laughs> the anthropological origins of sex- human sexuality. Wow. You need to study evolution and you understand the evolutionary niche that sex between members of the same sex plays. Um, you need to study – and if you don't – if that's not your background, if you're from a more religious background, you need to study the – um, narratives of gay love that have been deliberately censored from our culture and previous cultures, mm. going back to Gilgamesh, the oldest oldest recorded story. Whoa! Um, 
And um, remember that Alexander the Great had um, lovers who were men and women, um, but his closest ones were men, and he Mm. conquered the world. Now, that's problematic in its own way, but sure. (laughs) Um, uh, uh, Yeah, there's a rich tradition of um, men loving men that's uh, only just now – being not screamed at long enough for people to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And um, it scares people. It scares people because it's a kind of love and it's a kind of sex that most people don't have, I guess. And it's that simple. It's just <laughs> – it's a way of fucking that most people <laughs> don't like. Right. <laughs> so they've built this bullshit around it. Uh-huh. Like, you – the Lord. <laughs> no, you no. just don't. It's just not. You get turned off by. The or you get turned on and you're furious and you're, at yourself well, for getting turned on. Yeah. Which is. More often than not. Yeah. And I would. It seems like you subscribe to this and not to speak for you. But if people who do have a problem with it, fuck them. You don't need them. Yeah. The world's a yeah. big place. People off. The people you know when you are in your late 30s are very different than the people you know in your late teens. Yeah. Um, people that pe- people and some and the great people you can stay in touch with. There's no law against it, <laughs> but there's no there's also no law that says you have to stick with the same people that right. you've been sort of pushed into. Right. Yeah, James. Well, on that note, this has been. A cathartic experience. James, James, James Adomian. Thank you so much for being oh, here. Games for me. <laughs> <laughs> Come back anytime. You're the best. Uh, oh yeah, yeah guys, we, we I love the show. Up. Thank you. Love the show, and yeah, thanks for having me. We love you. Um, yeah. Bye. Bye. James Adomian is a treasure. Oh, James. He's a world treasure. What a love. Thank him for being here. Seriously, thank you, James. Uh, thank you, Dana Wickens. Thank you, uh, uh, Colin Anderson. Thank you, Ryan Connor. Thank you, Ben Wise, for the music. Yes. Thank you, uh, Stitcher Premium. Thank you, Sock Fancy. Thank, thank you, you, ET Canada. Oh, God, of course, our dear, dear friends and colleagues at ET Canada. Mm-hmm. We'll probably you. have to do a press tour of Canada now, just so the other shows don't feel left out. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'm ready. And we're I'm ready to move there permanently. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a different issue. Yep. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Matt. See you next week. That's right. Don't forget, it's holiday time. Sock Fancy makes a great gift. Yes, with hundreds of socks designed in-house, you'll always be rocking the freshest socks around. Uh-huh. You choose between a three-month, a six-month, a nine-month, a year-long subscription. Socks, Sock Fancy handles the rest. That's right. Woo! Now is the time. Get an extra pair of socks added to any subscription for free. This is not available to just anyone. No. This is just for you. Go to SockFancy.com slash homo now. Enter the code HOMO at checkout. Get those free socks. SockFancy.com slash homo. Get a free pair added to your subscription when you enter code HOMO at checkout. Special rights. Oh, yeah. The wait is over. Womp It Up is back. Back, bitches. Every Tuesday, new episodes of Womp It Up are delivered hot and fresh to your inbox. Just like a DiGiorno pizza. Going straight up your butt. Featuring all of your comedy faves, returning faves, and new faves alike. Subscribe today on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Womp It Up. Hashtag turnaround.
This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.